Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Bearded Things. I'm one of your bearded hosts. My name is Chris, and I'm here with my buddy, Tyler. Tyler, how are you, sir? I am tired, but good. That's I good. started my stretch of 13 straight days at work, so let's, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's what, you know, Red Bull and the devil are for. Seriously. Uh, so, yeah, if you happen to come by my store and see that I'm kind of cranky and, like, running around like a crazy person don't judge me just chip in grab a box start helping oh man so tonight is my night and uh it'll be my story and i am doing the majestic 12 yeah it's funny how that works out yeah. when i covered uh valiant door a couple weeks ago exactly yeah during the episode i'm like holy crap that's a great idea <laughs> and it was a weird wormhole so uh before we get into it i'll let you know when you should get your tinfoil hats ready because you will need them Joke's on you. I'm always wearing my tinfoil hat. I am too. They can read our minds from space, Chris. They they can. They We get into that. I mean, we don't. But, I mean, technically, we probably could have got to that point. Before we even get close to that, we have to do uh, our banter with the Beardsley segment. And I'm very excited about this one. So before we get into it all, it's time to hit the theme music. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tyler, what is Banter with the Beardsies? Banter with the Beardsies is our fun, unscripted, off-the-cuff uh, conversation between the two of us where we just kind of talk about things or banter, if you will. And we give our opinions, whether it's wanted or liked. Yeah, and this is, speaking of fun, <laughs> this one was a fun one. This came out from our friend Gabby in Hawaii. And do you want to you break it down? Yeah, so uh, apparently our friends over at Taco Bell decided that they wanted to mess with the collective minds of the world, and they created something called the taco or chicken taco sandwich or chicken sandwich taco. I forget the order they put it in, but it's a chicken in a sandwich slash taco, and their marketing campaign was, you know, people debating whether it was a taco or a sandwich and since gabby decides to ruin friendships when she asked <laughs> about our hot dog sandwich question many many months ago uh she wanted to bring that back apparently because she's kind of a sadist very much a sadist or a masochist because she has to listen to this i guess that's true yeah so it's a little bit of both <laughs> so jokes on you you have to listen to the the mess that you created so she pretty much sponsored a trip to taco bell yeah uh so we could partake and give our opinions on this new debate that's sweeping the nation yeah which is funny because after she sent that link i saw one commercial for the taco bell thing and i haven't seen anything since oh wow i don't really watch tv at all so i haven't seen anything on it yeah i watched hulu and i saw this devilishly handsome bearded man in the hulu commercial <laughs> it was really weird <laughs> i hear he's quite the handsome devil i hear and i hear he co-hosts the podcast yeah that's what i heard too and i heard it wasn't the tyler guy but the other one <laughs> yeah the other one the, the other one with the beard if you watch hulu and i think it's on a couple of like uh, cbs stations as well uh you might see me in a commercial for the purple pillow i got a, a fun facebook message from an old boss i haven't seen in like two decades and he's like hey was that you and i'm like yeah it was me <laughs> that was pretty funny nice. <laughs> so, so if you see that uh yeah that that was me i'm just the big bearded guy screaming at somebody nice it's just it's, it's what we do on the podcast pretty much <laughs> Big, people yeah. screaming at people. <laughs> it's perfect so uh yeah so and then fun story about this whole thing uh after i got the message and the sponsorship to go to taco bell 
I get in line and I, I sent pictures. So there's proof of this. So Gabby, our friend is in Hawaii and the car in front of me had a big old Hawaiian bumper sticker on it. So I think it's a sign. I was supposed to be there getting that chicken taco sandwich thing. Yes, exactly. Yep. So uh, do you want to give first, go first and explain your stance and your opinion? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, I, because of, for religious reasons, I couldn't actually partake in the tasting of the sandwich um, or taco. I couldn't uh, just because it's not halal meat at Taco Bell, unfortunately. Uh, it looked delicious, but I did have a, a coworker who happened to be eating Taco Bell and they I, I, ordered I would it. just want to interject for a second. Not only is Taco Bell meat not halal, but it's not actual meat. I'm True. I, so, <laughs> I know like the ground beef used to be soy based. I don't know if that's still a thing. It's or not. still soy with beef flavors. Whatever yeah. the hell that means. Which Who knows? I still can't have it because of the beef flavoring. But yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. Anyway, uh, so I had a coworker who ate the article in question. Um and I looked at it kind of like, you know, kind of studied it as best I could. It felt kind of weird studying someone's food. Um, but it definitely, they want it to look like a taco. Like when you unwrap it, it looks like they're normal, like soft tacos uh, or like the chalupas, like the way everything is wrapped. It looks appeasing that way. But it definitely, obviously I didn't taste it, but looking at it and like getting the feedback, um, it kind of is very like, like a smoother version of the chalupa. Uh, fry bread he said it tasted pretty good um and they had like the whatever their kind of chipotle mayonnaise sauce or whatever it is the stuff they put on some of their tacos uh that was in the the, the taco and it was dressed like a taco but it had the bun type thing my conclusion is that it's i don't want to call it a sandwich because there's you know kind of like the Taco Bell or the, the the hot dog conversation we had, you know what I mean? Like it didn't seem like a sandwich to me. It seems more like a taco type thing, but it's a weird hybrid. I don't want to call it either one really. Like, I don't think it's either. It's definitely not a sandwich. I wouldn't say that, but I also wouldn't call it a taco because if you're going to have a taco, like the way it's shaped, it's shaped like a, a crunchy taco, like a hard shell taco should be. And there just didn't seem to be a crunch at all. It, it's weird that Taco Bell is making chicken stuff anyway. Yeah um well not chicken i mean they have like the chickens like the shredded chicken and stuff that you would do for like the quesadillas but like the fried chicken it's just weird from taco bell um but it's i don't know i mean i guess i would it's it's closer to a taco i think than a sandwich but i wouldn't ever confuse it for a taco if that makes sense like if kfc made it I'm like okay cool like it's a kfc thing um or like popeyes or something that does fried chicken but it just seemed weird coming from Taco Bell. And I don't know. It's like getting a tuna sandwich from Taco Bell. It just, this stuff. Yeah, it, it would be weird. Yeah. Like it's not what I would think of when I go to Taco Bell. Uh, okay. Having partook of this, <laughs> yes. this thing, this creation, <laughs> it was really good. I, I, nice. I can definitely say the taste and flavors were definitely there. The texture was strange. Mm -hmm. so if you haven't had it yet i actually would recommend trying it at least once it, it wasn't bad the texture was very soft it was essentially it, it was like a pita bread with the chicken tender covered in spicy mayonnaise best way to describe mm, it okay um that's what the tortilla felt like it felt like like a pita <laughs> or like a euro bread kind of a thing like the okay. wrap yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah it was it was fine 
It was definitely fine as far as food goes. Probably, uh, I think I said this off there, I wouldn't order again, but if it ended up in my bag, I would definitely eat it. Which is a possibility because I know a lot of times you go to Taco Bell, there's always random stuff in your bag. So it's like, oh, hey, look at this. Yeah, little little bonus food. Yeah. So if it was bonus food, yeah, I, I, I could get down with that. Um, yeah, I, it was it was okay. It was fine. It was fine. Totally fine. <laughs> as far as the uh, the debate goes on sandwich or a taco, mm-hmm. I don't think I would label it as either. I think I would label it as a pita. That it makes was, sense. It was like a spicy chicken pita, and I don't think a pita in itself fits into the sandwich or the taco category. It's like its own thing on the side. That's true. Yeah, I think a pita is a pita. Yeah, like it's not a, yeah. Yeah, so I would call it a Mexican-styled pita at the most. From looking at it, I definitely think that would be fitting like yeah. that. All right, now that uh, banter is out of the way, uh, we will be right back with uh, my story. And we're back. Woo! So now it's time for your topic. Yes, and uh, like I said earlier, I am doing the Majestic 12 Nice. And last week, Tyler, you covered the uh, Valiant Thor story, which kind of started an out-of-this-world theme for the month. In a story, yeah, you brought up a a group called the Majestic 12, which I said I'd cover this week, and then I found the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes. Nice. So a few things before we officially begin. Um, This story you're about to hear may be 100% true, or it may all be hogwash and poppycock. Please update that with bad words accordingly. (laughs) When I was trying to come up with the the opener for this, I think the official summary by the FBI sums it up perfectly. Quote, in 1988, two FBI offices received similar versions of a memo titled Operation Majestic 12, claiming to be highly classified government documents. The memo appeared to be a briefing for newly elected President Eisenhower on a secret committee created to exploit a recovery of an extraterrestrial aircraft and cover up this work from public examination. An Air Force investigation determined the document to be a fake. Now, about that fake part, we'll get into that later. And we might post some pictures depending on how brave we're feeling. (laughs) So welcome, my bearded friends, to the story of what may be the most secretive body within the United States government. The Majestic 12, if true, may be the most powerful group on Earth and maybe perhaps in history. Well, here's the problem with the FBI's official stance. The story doesn't begin in 1988. It actually starts in 1984 in North Hollywood, California when a ufologist named Jamie Shandera received a mysterious package in the mail. There was no return address, and the only other marking was a postmark from Albuquerque, New Mexico. When he opened it, inside was a roll of 35-millimeter film. He wasn't sure what to think of it, so he did what most people did when film was a thing. He left the roll undeveloped for a few months just sitting on his coffee table. And if you're over, like, 30, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) flash forward a few months and he remembers oh wait i have that weird mystery film i need to take that in and that's exactly what he does 
Another day goes by before the film was finished, and when he picked it up, the mystery around the mysterious package with the even odder film only grew. There were eight pictures on the roll of film, specifically eight pictures of government documents dating back to November of 1952. One of the documents is from Vice Admiral Roscoe Hillencoder, directed to President-elect Dwight Eisenhower. So before we continue, I think it's kind of important to establish the reputation of these two fellas. Vice Admiral Helen Coder was actually the director of the Central Intelligence Group, which was the predecessor to the CIA. Eisenhower was a well-decorated war hero, and at this point, a few months away of actually sitting in the office of president. So these two were not one for tomfoolery or prank messages. They're legitimately a couple of career military men and like decorated war heroes. Kind of like Rambo and Chuck Norris, but real. So back to the documents. In one of the documents, Helen Coder told Eisenhower of the recovery of the remains of two crashed spaceships. To quote the document, in the first of these crashes in early July 1947, authorities recovered the bodies of four humanoid beings. The documents would continue to say that President Harry Truman authorized the creation of a group with a title of, quote, the Majestic 12 or the MJ-12 for short. This blew Shandera's mind. He got with his investigative buddy and they headed to Washington to search the National Archives looking for any official reference to the Majestic 12. Now, how crazy would it be if they actually found something? I mean, right? Like, that's going to be nuts. Well, they freaking did. They found a July 1954 memo from General Robert Cutler, an Eisenhower assistant, referring to MJ-12SSP, which stands for Special Studies Project, to be held at the White House on the 16th of that month. In the spring of 1987, an unknown individual rumored to have been part of an intelligence agency gave British news writer Timothy Good a copy of the MJ-12 document. After getting wind that Good was going to disclose it to the press, Shandera released his copy along with that Cutler memo. The result was a massive media frenzy, including coverage in the New York Times and a full-fledged investigation by the FBI, and a controversy that still lingers to this day. For various technical reasons, most investigators agree that the MJ-12 document is a forgery. But, but... The identity of the forger remains a mystery that even the FBI can't track. The forger apparently had access to these really obscure official information packets, much of it not even in the public record, leading to suspicions that an intelligence agency created the document for disinformation purposes. Here's the big question. Why? Why release the MJ-12 documents as disinformation? Like, is it supposed to be a distraction? sabotage, go after the guy's character, there really isn't a logical end game for the disinformation angle. So I think it's fairly safe to rule that out. Oh, and remember how at the beginning I mentioned how the Air Force said it's a fake? <laughs> well, the documents are actually available through the Freedom of Information Act. I read all of them last night. Well, let me rephrase. They're heavily redacted, so it wasn't a lot to read. There's more Sharpie marks than a public restroom in a park. And to prove the whole thing is a fake, someone from the government was paid with our tax dollars to write the word bogus really big on all of the redacted pages. 
So I'm calling BS on that. Because if they're not, like, I understand you have to cover, like, sensitive information. But if you're covering an entire page besides the words like but and there, <laughs> you're hiding something at this point. And writing bogus isn't fooling anybody. That's where the official paper trail of the Majestic 12 ends. From here on lies the lore and the legends. The Majestic 12 has been linked to Roswell, Valiant Thor, the JFK assassination, pretty much every major event in American history since the inception of the group. Essentially, if you've ever watched the X-Files, there was like this nondescript group that made all of the decisions behind the scenes, like from the Martin Luther King assassination to the Broncos not ever winning a Super Bowl. Shout out to the Smoking Man. They were all based on the Majestic 12. Well, I mentioned briefly the JFK assassination, but I wanted to dive in there because there's another memo that's very interesting. A memo was leaked dated 10 days before the assassination. According to the lore in the story, after reading the document, JFK threw this memo in a burning fireplace with anger. A member of his cabinet pulled it out and tried to salvage the document as much as he could. It's now known as the burned memo. And it's completely charred and a lot of it's like burned out, but most of it is still legible. Stamped on it, it says really big, top secret slash MJ-12. The memo goes on to say that Lancer, which was Kennedy's security name, is starting to ask questions about UFO activity with the intent of going public. This cannot happen. They mention things like Roswell and several eyewitness accounts of UFOs by high-ranking officials and credible witnesses. And then there was one major secret hidden in plain sight. Towards the end of the article, it goes on to say, quote, Directive regarding project environment. When conditions become non-conductive for growth in our environment and Washington cannot be influenced any further, the weather is lacking any precipitation. It should be wet. Okay, I wish I was cool and could tell you I knew what that meant, but I didn't. This part seems strange. Why do they all of a sudden start talking about the weather in this official document? Well... After some digging, it turns out the term, quote, it should be wet, was a Cold War era covert ops talk for the green light, also known as an approval for assassination. E. Howard Hunt was a CIA agent who was arrested for his participation in the Watergate scandal, and he was quoted by his attorney as saying, why do you think JFK was assassinated? It was because JFK wanted to give away our greatest secret to the Soviet Union. What's our greatest secret, asked the attorney. Hunt replied, the alien presence. President John F. Kennedy was killed for his attempts to expose the reality of the alien presence and share it with our Russian Cold War adversaries. Now, granted, the guy was about to go to prison for a very long time and could have been trying any angle to lighten the sentence. But what he said matched the coded directive written on an official government memo with the Majestic 12 letterhead. If you start digging deeper into the interwebs, the stories of Majestic 12 say the men in black are under their jurisdiction. Further down, they're ran by the lizard people and the Illuminati. Personally, I think there's more fact than fiction behind this. With the government acknowledging the existence of UFOs in the last few months, it's really only a matter of time before they acknowledge MJ-12 to some degree. 
And technically, since I think we can agree that the existence of the group is probable, that means that letter to Eisenhower, you know, the one that mentions the crashed spacecraft and the alien corpses, that means that could very well be possibly true. Which also means somewhere on Earth right now are the corpses of four aliens. Just let that sink in for a minute. So, although this story wasn't as paranormally as I normally like to go, I hope you enjoyed the ride. Researching this reminded me a lot of like the Da Vinci Code, but with more aliens and murder and a whole lot Jesus fan fiction. And this has been the story of the Majestic 12. Awesome job, man. That, um, it's always been a weird thing because like the Majestic 12, like everyone always says you know like the joke or not the joke but like the thing is like it's the first intelligence agency and like the one like preceded the nsa and the cia and blah 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 but like it kind of makes sense like if all this shit was going down in the 50s like someone had to start you know like with the, the roswell cover-up and then like the jfk uh, whatever you believe with like assassination whether it was a cover-up or not like someone has to be orchestrating that and over the span of decades it couldn't just be like one person so it kind of makes sense that like there's this behind the scenes people kind of controlling everything. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. The government's approach to stuff like this where it's like, Nope, like, but we can see you doing this. No, you can't, <laughs> but you're literally <laughs> doing it. Mm-mm, not us. Oh God, but it's you mm, agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And like, they're denying these documents, but they're clearly there. And I didn't include this in the story, but there was a long time guy who worked at the Pentagon and he was like in the print room since like 1942 or something like that, like since forever. Mm. And so they presented these documents to him to be like, what are your thoughts? You've seen all of the printing that happens here, like from classified to anything. Mm. Are these legitimate documents? And so he took some time and looked at it and he's like, well, the font's correct. The type of paper is correct. The lettering is correct. And he started breaking it down into like, you know, typography nerd stuff mm-hmm. like the letter Z on the document and the machines that they had after printing all day long. If you try to print towards the end of the day, the Z was messed up. It would come out like either raised or like crooked or something like that. And that you could see that happening in the document. And he's like, that is a clear sign of this machine. So if it wasn't printed <laughs> here, it was printed with our paper on our machines <laughs> in the right time frame. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I think the Majestic 12 could be a very real thing. I think they might be the secret government that's actually causing and doing everything. Um, and I don't know why. So if you're listening and you are affiliated in some way, you're one of the 12, it is shoot us an email. Well, I mean, you're in the Majestic 12. You know where we are. Just stop by. Yeah, hi. swing by <laughs> when we're recording an episode. We'll yeah. pause what we're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll stop and we'll, we'll set up an interview. Uh, there's a helicopter outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I don't know what to think with this. It, it was very weird and it was very quick to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, mm. the lizard people was very prominent. Um, yeah. I, I don't have enough evidence to do a story on the lizard people, but <laughs> maybe one day we'll do it. I don't know. They're on my list of things to cover. There you go. Um, right under the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> who are running the MJ-12. And exactly. 
I, I love weird, crazy stuff, and I don't even need like evidence for it. But if it's making like these really bold accusations for it, I like some evidence. Mm -hmm. So I just mm -hmm. felt really con like conflicted writing this piece. So yeah, that that was our show for this week. If somebody wanted to write in and give us a topic for banter with the Beardsleys, sponsor a trip somewhere for us to eat some foods, yeah. or just uh, want to say hi, where and how can they do that? Thank you that through any of our social medias. Our Instagram is at Bearded Things Pod, and our Facebook is facebook.com slash bearded things. We also have a really cool um bearded bearded things, bearded friends Facebook group where there's a bunch of people in there. We like to have some fun conversations and talk about all things that pop up. Um, you can also go to our Twitter, which is at bearded things, and our YouTube, which is at bearded things pod. And you can also email us if you were so inclined. Our email is contactus at beardedthings.com. Or if you want to go to our website, our website is www.beardedthings.com. On there is a contact us form. You can fill out. It comes straight to us. Any of those methods are perfect. Like we would say, if you have a number, you can call us. You can text us. You can beam mental telepathy if you're in the Majestic 12 and you want to get our attention. <laughs> Send smoke signals, whatever you guys want to do. It oh, before we go, and I'm sure we're already starting to lose people. So before all of you exit, <laughs> uh, I just want to add in a, a special shout out to you, Tyler. What? Happy one year. We've been doing the show for oh yeah for one year. This is our anniversary show. Oh, look at that. We yeah. should have gone and gotten cake somewhere. I know, little cupcakes or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everybody's gone now. It's just us. So yeah. <laughs> hey, I think we're alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for the three of us that are still <laughs> listening to this part of the show, thank you so much. And yeah. uh we will talk to you guys later. Mm -hmm.